Lucy Liu. I have a list of actresses and one actor I have crushes on, and Lucy Liu is like number one. Yeah, she is very gorgeous, and she kicks a lot of ass. So, day one, Ally McBeal. Oh. Bet you didn't expect me to make that reference. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was her. Her debut. Big shot here. Yep, her and RDJ in Ally McBeal. Yeah. Well. I guess we should start the intro. Welcome to the Space Society Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Desmond Desi's Dead Robson. It's another Benita and Desi um, episode. Um, we have one coming out on Friday. Just me and Benita just shooting the shit. Um, definitely an episode we should have just took the day off on. I was just... It's okay. It was, I was just... So, I was a mess. <laughs> I couldn't. Tangents. Tangents Ahoy. Tangents Ahoy is good. But I was fucking up talking through the whole episode. I mean, come on. Normally, normally I got a flow. Nah. <laughs> that was horrible. It's okay. You know, it's. I thought it was a fine episode. Mm-hmm. You guys get to hear it whenever you hear it. And just know we are human. We have our off days. So deal with it. We are human. But we're not talking about Star Trek, even though I dropped that human line. Marvel's What If, episode 6 and 7. Uh, we've been dreaded episode 6, because we did not really want to talk about this episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, fucking hell. It was not my favorite. It was not. It's. I, I can safely say it was my least favorite of the What If. Yeah. And yeah. I'm very sad by that. Because I was very excited for this episode. Now, something we we said like early, like I think last, like the tail end of last week. How many fucking times are they gonna kill Iron Man in this fucking? Dude, (laughs) why we gotta watch him die four fucking times in this goddamn show? Why? Like why? Fucking hell. And, like, one of those deaths was, like, the, the BS one, like, where they're just, like, really, like, digging in the knife, where they're like, oh, hey, remember? Remember when he snapped? He snapped with the gauntlet? Yeah. What if we just reshow that to you again in animated form? And I'm just like, why? Why, why? Why? I, I, I think Brian Andrews has it out for Iron Man. I think he does. Because I know I mean, he like, used to work for Rick. And, used to work on Rick and Morty, and they always make fun of the MCU. So I was not surprised if at some point one of the Marvel characters was just going to be the butt of like that the Sean Bean, if you will, on every fucking episode of this series. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, you guys know I Iron Man's not my favorite, but like. I don't need, like, I don't dislike him enough to just have to watch him die over and over and over again, like. There's other characters. <laughs> just, man. And I don't know what it was. His face just felt off to me in episode six. Like, I don't know. Was it? it I was I, trying I, to figure out what it was, and I'm wondering if it was the eyebrows. I would say, I don't like. But, like, there was something with his face that was just off. 
I don't like the animation for Tony Stark in general. And not to not offense to the actor whose name I don't have. This is the first time in these all these episodes that me and Benny have been doing. I don't have the name for the actors for these through these two episodes. Majority of episode seven is actually the MCU actors, but um, yeah, the voice actor for Iron Man, Tony Stark, they shouldn't have just. Oh my God, I had his name. He was on Heroes. He was um, Peter Petrelli's older brother. What was his fucking um, God damn it. Hmm? Hold on. He and this is gonna be you're gonna be like, wait, he? Let's see, heroes. Uh um, isn't the voice actor for Iron Man or what are oh, you looking up right now? Oh no no, he's not only a voice actor for Iron Man, but he also he is an actual actor actor. Uh where is he at? Where is he? Oh there Adrian Passar Pass um, Passdar. He didn't he wasn't Iron Man. No, he voiced Iron Man for a long time. He did his own interpretation for Iron Man for late for the Lego Marvel games and for Lego Marvel's Avengers and for Marvel's okay. Avengers. So he did his own. He did not try to copy RDJ. He just did his vocal interpretation of Tony Stark, Iron Man. He, you could have got him to take over the voice of um, Iron Man for what if, like, yes, technically he's big name, but or hell, I know people are getting tired of him. I mean, no I didn't North. have I, again. I didn't have an issue with the voice acting for Iron Man. His face was wrong to me. No, I, I, I'm going both sides. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to be the two sides of the evil coin on this one. I don't like the voice or the face. Okay. Yeah, I'm. Just, I'm going to be that. I'm. I'm going in hot on episode six. <laughs> Coming in hot, and then I think we cleared it up last episode. Um, oh I, my god! No, it is the eyebrows. Sorry, I am looking up images of like episode two versus episode six and yeah like his eyebrows are way thicker in episode six you're not gonna let go of the eyebrows i'm just was trying to figure out why i just didn't like his fucking face and i think i kept thinking it was the eyebrows and now i'm like yeah i'm pretty sure it was fucking eyebrows because i'm like looking at these side by side and i'm like yeah that's just the eyebrows yeah, it's it's dim eyebrows. <laughs> there we, that's the title of this episode. Marvel's What If? Dim eyebrows. It's dim dim eyebrows. Yep. Dim eyebrows. Yep. But um, mystery solved. Yeah. Uh, for context, I think we clarified it last week because I only I, I I mentioned last um What If episode we did. I thought Chadwick Boseman only technically did three episodes, but he I, he also did this one. But there's a possibility he did more throughout this series, and then we'll get to that port of that portion why I think there's more to this series when we get when we talk about episode seven and everything that led up. Yeah, to we talked about. It. I was like, no, he's in four. He's four for four confirmed episodes. Because um, they've been dropping some. F- I, we'll, when we get to episode seven, um, they've been dropping some f- fucking hints that I think what if is being bigger than we think it is. Because I think we also got that hint. Oh, it could be bigger in the Doctor Strange episode. 
So, but for this episode, it's what if Killmonger saved Tony Stark? Um, started out normal, like Iron Man 1. Um, I would figure Killmonger be a lot younger in this time if, during Iron Man 1. I mean, how they talk, I'm like trying to get my wrapping my head around the timeline. Like him and T'Challa. He would have been in his 20s. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm not aging myself. If you want to hear me say my actual age, go to the episode that's going to be coming out this Friday for the Space Eye Collective where I drop my real age. But on this one, no. Um, but I do know I'm, I'm like right around Michael B. Jordan's age. So I'm like, I'm just like, like timeline wise, I'm like, in Iron Man 1, I'm this age. So which means he will be this, Killmonger will be this age. Well, it technically would make sense, and then T'Challa's technically 40, canonically, in Black Panther, so which means he's about in his mid-30s by the time we meet him again, well, again, technically, in episode 6. Um, I'll just say this right off the fucking bat. They took Iron Man 1, 2, 3's plots, except for Killmonger successfully executed them, better than all those fucking villains did. In all three of those movies. I want people to fight me on that. You can fight me on it. He, he's better than Aldrich Killian. He's better than Whiplash. Ha- um, Hammer. He's better than fucking uh, Obadiah Stein. So. My. Big issue. I mean. There's. A lot to like in the well, there's some things to like in the episode. Obviously the funny little quip about I like anime was purely just for Michael B. Um Michael Jordan's benefit because he's a big anime fan. Um the great line about the difference between you and me is you can't see the difference between you and me, I thought was Yeah. Fantastic. Um but my big problem is, is that it, it, it literally was just the plot of Iron Man 2, mm-hmm. except this time, you know, he's uh, Whiplash and Tony Stark is just a hammer. I mean, even down to the design of the robots is exactly like it, pretty mm-hmm. much like they were in Iron Man 2. Um, but also the fact that, like, they still give Killmonger the same setup. Yeah. They give him the same story. They don't even try to change it to be like, oh, okay, maybe what if in this case he still has that goal, but now he actually goes about it, you know, the quote unquote right way. Like, you know, how Rhodey said, like, if you want to change the system, you got to become a part of the system, which is very true. Oh, um, it's also, it's a callback line to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, because he, um, cause Sam said that to Isaiah Bradley. Callbacks. So, I just... It just, I just, ugh. and I just, I Marvel. I really, really need you to stop making shit 
way like men keep disregarding the opinions of women because how many times has this happened in fucking what if now where men so, keep disregarding what women say fucking tony disregarding what pepper said like don't fucking trust this guy you just met this dude and he's like no, he saved my life he's cool we're friends and then fucking shuri um fucking queen mama whose name i'm blinking on right now um angela bassett T'Challa's mom, uh, Okoye, mm-hmm. like all of them were like, "Do not trust this fucking dude." And then the king's like, "Oh, whatever. He's my nephew. This is fine." Even though I more than likely killed his father in this universe as well, it's cool. It's cool. Like, just <laughs> I'm just I'm over it. I'm over it. Though, like, the idea that T'Challa's mom is, like, a badass warrior in her own right, loved it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I'm just... They just gave him the same bullshit thing. Plus, it's just so dumb when, like, he's calling Rhodey a sellout. But I'm like, "You, you signed up for the military, too, bro. Like, the fuck you talk about? You're doing the same shit he did. So, like, pot meat kettle, bro. But I I see that as the two sides of... of fuck, goddamn, I'm pulling that goddamn fucking Hydra shit. But, um... Rhodey represents the good side of the military, like, trying to work the system to, um, to help benefit uh, people of color while... Killmonger still and to an excellent point you've made still on that conniving using the system to his own gain so he can usurp pretty much it's the story of Black Panther implanted with Iron Man except for diverging like obviously as soon as he basically killed Rhodey and T'Challa. That's he succeeded what he wanted to do, but he diverged and he just implanted himself more and more. And then, like you said, no one listened to the women in this episode. And this is by, to my count, seven episodes where no one listened to women at all. I just because episode one. Oh, the general did not listen to Peggy. Episode two, actually, episode two was to, was Star Lord T'Challa. Who no one listened. Uh, no, one, no, one, no, one, no one gets a pass. Because like it was the plan. That was it was the plan between. That was a good one. Okay. Yeah. That was T'Challa did listen to because T'Challa's the man. And he fucking listens. Yeah. And you get episode three. Um, episode three. Where, like. Not so much Fury, because Fury was listening, but everyone else wasn't really listening to, you know, like. Black Widow, where she's like, bitch, I didn't do this. Like. Yeah. I'm gonna find out who did that. Like. But, of course, episode four. Stupid Strange, not listening to. Ancient one or Wong. No, that was five. 
four was the zombies. Five was the zombies. Yeah. Look. Oh my god, I'm so fucking confused. <laughs> god damn. Okay. Which four was Doctor Strange. Five was zombies. Six was what, the one we're talking we're about right now. now. <laughs> yep. So, just gonna move on. It's fine. Yeah. But anyway, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. Other thing, Marvel has a track record of doing that in this TV show and their movies in general. So, like, just. <laughs> um. But yeah, it just. Ugh, I don't know. I just. <sighs> this episode didn't super thrill me. And, like, looking online, I feel like this one's probably going to be one of the most divisive ones because I haven't really seen anyone with, like, opinions where it's like, oh, it's just okay. Like, everyone's, like, either like, oh, I really love this, or they're like, oh, I did not like this. Like, there's just and I did no middle ground with episode six. Yeah, everybody, it was half and half on this episode. I did see some people did not like the fact that, like, I mean... It was going to happen. Black Panther was going to die. T'Challa was going to die in any of these episodes. So you're going to have to live through that. And then seeing fucking Killmonger go through the process. And then have the gall to talk shit to uh, spare T'Challa. I'm just like. Alright. Can I speed? Can I fast forward this episode? <laughs> yeah. And then Ross going to war with Wakanda. I'm like. Ooh, you stupid. But then, Killmonger got what he want. Uh, I, yeah, I just... No. I'm giving this a zero. I'm just <laughs> I'm a pre preemptive. Zero. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. I just, can't, I just can't gel with this. I just can't. Giving it like a two out of ten just for those... Two points I liked. That's because this is um, one of the reasons when we was um, when I was fresh in my head, episode seven. Um, this is why I didn't like the what if titles and from Marvel Comics was because like I get it. This is a what could happen. A, um, like the Watcher has nothing to do with. Um, they're implementing Watcher in this series. And the what if comics, he's not in it at all. It's just what if stories like what if Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe or what if the Punisher kills the Marvel Universe. And it's like, or what if Ghost Rider, this one, it's a newer one, would what if fucking Punisher becomes Ghost Rider? And now he's a fucking, now he's an actual Marvel character. So there's a Ghost Rider Punisher and there's a actual Frank Castle Punisher. And it's like, this is why I don't read you anymore, Marvel. Yeah. Like, I just... I feel like there was just enough episodes with the season so far where it's like they kind of push that envelope to be like, see, look how fucking weird shit can get. That you're like, yeah, awesome. And then this one, I'm like, you could have done so much better with this concept. Like, this fucking concept should have at least blown me away and I'm just like freaking aggravated by it <laughs> I know it's just god damn it 
Killmonger. It's just Killmonger killed the vibe of this fucking first twenty minutes of this fucking podcast. Yeah. Oh, it's just it was such a missed opportunity. Um. I would have liked the alternate, like you said. I would have loved that alternate take on Killmonger. Yeah. Well, like I mean. Now you even down. had it. You had like you had it right there. Like Tony Stark would have done anything like dude bro had like it would not have taken much to convince Tony Stark to invade Wakanda (laughs) all he had to do was be like oh you know what I heard they have like way better shit maybe we should like try and do diplomatic relations or something with like just oh my god you oh you just could have done could have done so much more. Or, better yet, you have one of the most advanced fucking companies literally at your beck and call. So then fix your problems that way. Why you gotta go after Wakanda? Just because you got fucking beef with Wakanda? Say, fuck you, Wakanda. We don't need you. I'm gonna make this shit better. Already a fucking ten times better concept than what we fucking got. Like, <laughs> okay. We're gonna move on. Can we? Yeah. I'm done. I'm no done with this episode. Episode <sighs> seven. What if Thor were the or an only child? This Thor is back again. Um, a plus on Chris Hemsworth it, to lean in heavy on his comedic chops. Um. No, he huge himbo, huge. Um, I do like what what actually got me going, because as soon as before we we started, I was like, I, I got sixteen minutes left. When I press play again, Loki kicked in to get this version of Loki and Tom Hiddleston. Play. This is my favorite Loki. Yoten Loki, we got Yoten. <laughs> My brother from another mother. <laughs> like what? I fucking I went to this episode number one because it's obviously upbeat. I'm not saying everything has to be like upbeat and happy. Like sometimes it's cool to have downer things. I'm just saying they had way too many episodes that were fucking downer mm-hmm. debbies in a row. That was just too much. Yeah. For me, yeah. Um. So this was a great like upswing. It was just fun. Um. And I just love that they are one hundred percent zeroing in on the fact that no matter the fucking universe, Thor and Loki are just always going to be brothers. Yeah. Like, dude, bro, dude, bro, brothers though. <laughs> Just like that, you got a you got a friend. We can. I'm like, what the fuck was that? I just and I love that they're like also cementing the fact that they're like, yeah, Odin's a dick. Because I'm just like, look how fucking happy Loki is. Look at him. Look at him. He's surviving and thriving. Yeah, but then it also need that fucking bullshit, Odin. Dumbass, garbage, human. Well, 
but then it also, but it also is a flip side where it shows that Thor is better when he has his mother and Loki there. So it's like there is that. This was a good two sides to the, of like this is what happens when Thor has at least someone there to keep him aligned, and then this is what happens where. He don't. He yeah, his mother's there, but he doesn't have the siblings like, like to help him. Like he knows better. Well, I think again that goes back into the fact that like they're cementing the fact that Odin is a garbage human being, as guardian being, mm-hmm. because like as soon as he went to sleep, both of them, fucking Frigga and Thor, were like, "Peace out, bitch." They were like, "We do not like you that much." That as soon as like if you go to sleep. Or piecing the fuck out to get away from you. Like, so, like, no matter. Odin sucks. And it's, like, eventually, like, you know, you got a dipshit dad. That's gonna... Yeah. Cascade Daddy. It's, like, it was just, it was Thor at the beginning of the Thor movie. And I... But, like, also mixed with Thor from Thor Ragnarok. Which I just absolutely loved. Um, cause yeah, he's just like, I just want to have fun. And then, and Ferg is just like, I need to drink because my husband and my child drive me insane. I like that line from Natalie Portman. Is that Chardonnay? One of the many variants. I'm like, you were getting lit, Frigga. (laughs) You were getting lit. They were just, oh my God, there were so many just stupid hysterical lines like the whole did you boom no it's that you boomed no it was you you're the boom you boom and he's like i only boom in private like just the stupidest fucking jokes and i loved them um howard seth green killing it as howard the duck again now we have darcy duck it was going to happen. Uh, like I wanted Leah Thompson's like, no, Howard the Duck is my husband. That would have been great if like Leah, they had Leah Thompson as like a cameo. But I mean, like this was already so overstuffed with cameos. I'm yeah. just like, uh, and, and I love that everybody in the galaxy is just like, fuck yeah, let's party. Another good Nebula turn from Karen Gillian. Just oh, Mama needs a new eye. So great. Also, I love that she would rather go talk to Thanos than Help deal with Frigga. Where I'm just like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, Frigga. Frigga is ten times scarier than fucking Thanos. The power of having a mother, people. Like, <laughs> damn. Oh. <laughs> um, and also, I, we. this is a very comic book representation. Comey Smolders gave a comic book accurate over the top Maria Hill. Dude. Her and Frank Grillo were so good in this episode. Yep. I can see why Frank Grillo said, oh, there's more of me. Yeah, animated wise. I can, I was just like, I could just imagine like Frank Grillo like doing the lines in the booth, but like he literally did like cross his shoulders when he's like, man, they never let me get to fire the nukes. Like, I did not not know he had great comedic chops. Because this is, like, his third episode, technically. Yeah. 
So I'm like, God damn, Frank Grillo, he, he has it. Like, shit. I didn't, I did not know he had it. And then, um, let me see. It was so much going on. Um, I like so much fucking like selfies with the sovereign. Like the fuck, <laughs> making the sovereign say waffles. Yeah. Um, Clancy Brown coming back voicing Surtur. Like, oh, so good. Like, I love that man. Like you, Just... hitting, you're hitting on a statue, sir. Sir, you're hitting on a statue. And it melts it on accident. Even he's scared of. Oh. He, even he was scared of uh, Frigga. Mm-hmm. Like, let mm-hmm. me let me put that back. All right. Like, what the fuck? I. Okay, but the other thing I love is I just love that Marvel has also like confirmed that Earth sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, all of the universe just comes here, like. It, we're literally, we are literally the Florida of the universe. <laughs> like, nobody really visits us. They only really visit to, like, Fuck party you. and tear shit up. Yeah. Like, uh, other than that, like, nobody gives a shit about us. So, Mike, I know you have opinions about Natalie Portman and Chris Hemsworth um, chemistry in the movies. How do you like their chemistry now? as voice actors it's weird that they had more chemistry but i also think it was just because like the animation was so great Mm -hmm. um but could also be i wouldn't be surprised if like they had her film this while they were filming love and thunder yeah so like they may have been able to get that like better experience from her just because again I feel like she's she's such a good actress but I think she's also a good actress because she does stuff that she wants to do and that she really cares about and you could tell she did not care about the Thor movies like but especially in 2 after she was fucking bummed out that they kicked uh, Patty Jenkins to the curb um so like didn't really put in like her A plus normal A plus performance. It was definitely like a phone in for those. So I'm hoping maybe with the revamp or a higher paycheck, she well cares a bit more. I think she does because she was. I think she she did an interview not too long ago, and she said Taika Waititi came up came to her with the um, with the script, her and Feige. She apparently she was not interested in coming back, but it's like, oh no, you're going to be Thor, and she was like, wait, what? <laughs> like obviously she don't read comic books, so I guess they approached her with what's going on and like what your character going to do going forward. So she was probably like, oh shit, All right, let's go. And the fact is, it's Taika Waititi, so you're going to get the fact that you got someone. Say what you will about his personal life, um, he's having a better time than I am, but um. He he brings like, I think Chris Hemsworth said, a level of professionalism, but also having fun on set and actually listening to actors and giving actors a chance to do what they feel is right for the character. So it's like they brought that, like you said, they probably brought that already from Love and Thunder onto this episode. Yeah, I think 
Taika absolutely understands because, I mean, he's an actor, he's a writer, he's a, he does it all, but, like, he also understands that, like, these things are a collaboration. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there is, I guess, technically speaking, someone at the helm, but it's, like, everyone's helping each other to get to the destination. Like, it's not just the one person, and that's usually when I feel you get the the better movies is with that more collaborative type atmosphere where you do like ask people for their input ask people for their opinions and stuff instead of just being like no this is how it is blah 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 because mm-hmm. then you just get uh, subpar shit from people that aren't really interested in your vision mm-hmm. you know and then um, so. we get towards the end. They called his mom. They cleaned it up. Thor. Okay, no, you. We're jumping. Completely skipping over Captain Marvel. Did I? Like that shit was fucking funny. That Maria Hill calls Captain Marvel. Okay. To file a noise complaint. Basically. Yeah. That was... Just... Oh. And then their fighting was so good. Like, I was like, oh, shit. This is... Solid stuff. And then, oh my god, just... Thor knocking down Stonehenge. (laughs) Just with, like, his pointer finger. Like gave gave no fucks whatsoever. Oh, just so fucking funny. That sc- that scream when she uppercutted him. That I was like, isn't that the scream he gave when Stanley was about to cut his hair? <laughs> I was like, he hasn't even got that 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 high pitched scream. I did not know that. Not um, that. Was, and then oh my god, so just puts Molnir. Yoldi Otter after the first fight, which I was like, oh, great callback. And then um, her, her reply, I need two Mai Tais and a two-week trip to Hawaii after this. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Shane does a party pooper. Like, but, oh. that power-up of Thor inadvertently gave her. Right. With, like, She's stuff. just standing there with like her hands on her hip, but I'm like, this is fantastic. Like, come on, bro. Like, come this on. This is great. I also like. Okay, so then, um, you know, through the magic of um, whatever sciency stuff Natalie Portman does, she screams out to the cosmos for Heimdall. Um. So number one, I like that Heimdall does not say anything throughout this thing because they were like, okay, we can't get Idris Elba to come back and we don't want to either invest in anyone else being him or maybe they're just like, well, it's Idris Elba's Heimdall and Heimdall alone. I don't know. Whatever. But the fact that he doesn't talk in this episode was kind of hysterical. Um, Just like squints his eyes. 
But even without him talking... He's still threatening. <laughs> he's still threatening, but it's also kind of funny that you, like, it sort of, like, kind of comes in where they always talk about how he sees everything, but you're also like, but yeah, if you see everything, how do you focus on one thing? Like... You know, it's like if you're looking at like one of those paintings uh, that's made of, of like smaller paintings to make it look like some different painting, you know, like where they take like pictures oh, the one you and then to, put you them have, together. You have to focus on real hard just to see the one damn thing. So you can see this whole beautiful picture where you're like, oh, yes, look at this gorgeous face. But then it's like when you start looking at the smaller pictures, you see the tiny pictures that makes up the bigger picture I don't, it's a very i oh <laughs> I, I you know yeah i know what you're talking about there's a music video that's popping in my head when you, when you went more into detail yeah. yeah yeah so it's like one of those things um where you're like oh yeah i can see all of this but then you can't really pick up all the fine details and that's sort of how i think like Maybe his powers work he he can see all but yeah he has to i think really focus on the smaller details to maybe see everything i, think, I don't know i think the only, i think my only excuse for that is i remember him saying if he i don't know if he mentioned if he was talking about if he concentrated the rainbow bridge it would kill or just i, I always get confused with um heimdall and his powers like it's comic books that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> Just comic books. yeah um this mm, we, we covered captain marvel getting paged <laughs> they mentioned they changed the name though in this universe he's goose but in the mcu he's chewy what um the cat captain marvel's cat no, his name was goose it was Goose in the movie because I remember I, I remember they called him Chew. It was Goose in the movie. All right, I gotta rewatch Captain Marvel because I don't. I, I could have swore they named him Chew. You can look it up on IMDb. It's Goose. They might have made a, no, a Star not, Wars joke. We're not. You know. We, you know. His name was Goose. You know what happens every time we go on IMDb? I'm not doing it. No. We go okay, down. Well, we, we go we down. We, gonna, go, we go down. No, don't you do it either. We always go down the rabbit hole. No. Do yep. No. Yep. Stop. Yep. Stop. Don't derail it. Don't derail it. Don't derail it. Don't derail it. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. 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 One of the things I've noticed, um, this is very uh, apparent. This is the tending of the first episode. I don't remember seeing the Watcher as a silhouette through the whole ep- this whole episode. He's been a silhouette through all six episodes, and this one he wasn't until we get to the end of the episode where Thor. Well, it's a half apology. I'm calling it a half apology. Is he, he's still tending? Was like you snitched on me. And then she was like, yeah, and then he asked her out, but then Roger ends the show like he always does, except for this time you actually blatantly see him. And then a portal opens, Ultron bots, and Visiontron? With the Infinity Stones embedded in him? I am 
I don't I don't think it's Vision. I think it's Ultron. Okay. But what if because it's, what if it's Paul Bettany? I think sorry. I, so this is my theory. Um, I think I that it is Ultron. I am hoping with every breath in my body that it's James Bader that does come back. Because obviously in Age of Ultron, uh, Vision's body was meant to be Ultron's. Um, and so I think in his like little universe, that was the what if scenario is what if you know the avengers didn't take uh vision's body from him and ultron actually sorry it was on the delay it was supposed to happen when you said but theory that was going to be our oh signal. okay it was going to be a signal for the but theories <laughs> for now oh okay okay um and just uh as a side note, um, we have uh, four cats, Reggie, Gonzo, Archie, and Rizzo that played Goose the Cat in Captain Marvel. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Chewie is, is the comic book version. God damn it. God damn it. Okay. All right. I was wrong. I went down. A okay. I went down the rabbit hole. Chewy is the comic book version. Goose is the MCU version. It's cool. It's cool. <sighs> cool. Um. So anyway, yeah. So I think it's gonna be Ultron. Um. And obviously, like, you give Ultron a fucking Infinity Stone, he's gonna fuck shit up. Um. Right quick, I had to play this for myself. Okay. I was wrong. Good job. Good job. It's okay. Yeah. Happens to everyone. I'm crossing the streams if you want. Um. So yeah, I do like. So that was kind of one of my favorite things, at least over the course of all these episodes, is how more uh, corporeal the Watcher gets with each episode. Mm -hmm. So like, we first see him fully fledged in. Um, episode four with dr strange at the end where he talks to him and he's like bitch you made this bed now lie in it um but like with each subsequent episode like at the beginning he's a lot closer to the camera he's a lot more um shaped or not shaded but like yeah pronounced corporeal. yeah yeah um and so I found this one where you like it just ends with like oh the happily ever after what wait what like him being so confused to see this portal open with them to come out so now I'm wondering if like the watchers in the MCU are kind of like because you know in Loki the timeline was a perfect circle just one perfect circle around the, the citadel um, before it like split off into everything and so 
that Kang was like, this is the sacred timeline, yada yada, whatever, whatever. But I'm thinking, like, with the Watcher being so confused as to, um, Ultron walking through that portal, like, what if all the Watchers have, like, their own little, like, circular timeline that they keep watch of? Like, they're all kind of like little Kangs, like, just all these little circles all around the multiverse kind of keeping all these multiverses contained and so he's confused just because like this Ultron might be from like some other fucking Watchers universe that he's like bitch you are in the wrong territory you do not belong here my theory stems from the promotional material from for this episode they purposely show um that portion of Loki at the season finale all the timelines are branching off and they specifically types in when Odin doesn't find Loki doesn't adopt Loki gives back to Luffy and it's the watcher talking and then literally three hours later the episode finally comes out and we get we get this ending I think we got two ep- two more episodes left we got eight and nine is the season finale I think Eight and nine will more likely probably this is but they are but theories more likely probably focus on Watcher putting together his own Avengers because we still haven't got Gamora seen Gamora in the Thanos armor we haven't seen Mad Max Black Widow yet from the promotional materials we saw um, and then I think I saw a, pro- a promotional material of. Star Lord, T'Challa meeting, talking with um, Captain Carter. So I don't know what the fuck. We don't know what's going on. Mass mind theory. Watchers now is getting involved, and we're more likely probably see um, evil Doctor Strange working with the Watcher to take out wherever the fuck um, this Ultron is. But then I also think for the flip side. I wouldn't be surprised as Paul Bettany than um, James Spader. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I'll be su- no, actually, no. I take that back. I would be surprised if it's Paul Bettany than James Spader. Um. Yeah. So I think it's. I think the Watcher. I think just with being surprised mm-hmm. and not knowing, because again, like he's a Watcher, so he's not like. Omniscient, omniscient, omnipresent. Is that the word? Omnipotent, omniscient. Anyway, the big syllable word I'm trying to say. Um, A know know it all? Yeah, he doesn't like know everything. He kind of just sort of watches. I think a lot like Heimdall, he can kind of like peer in at certain things. But I, I don't know. I also think it would just be kind of cool to like just completely break apart the whole timeline thing where they're like, yeah, there's just like different circular timelines everywhere that don't even cross the streams. And then it's like he's just surprised because this guy actually like crossed the fucking streams and he's such a big threat that he's like, let me just pull all these random fucking people together real quick so we could have a big ass showdown. Okay, let's go. Then I hope episode nine will be longer. 
Yeah, like all of these episodes would greatly benefit with at minimum an extra 15 minutes. Minimum. I would say... I feel like these should have been at least an hour each instead of 30 minutes because even with episode 6, like all that shit happened but it feels like it ended so abruptly. Like it just ended. I, I think... Mm, let me go back because I finally pull up my uh, <laughs> my Google Doc. I feel one, two, three, five, and six were too short, like you, too short. But I feel four and seven had a good beginning, middle, and end. Because only because I feel like those episodes, the watcher was like you said, was actually physically corporeal and physically there, and it was like those two episodes was like leading to something that's going to happen that might happen going into this first season finale because they already working on season two as we actually recording this episode right now. Yeah. So. I mean, it's. I just think like. The story they decide to tell, like, can be such a great story, but sometimes it's one where it just leaves you wanting more because not that you told necessarily a bad story, but also that you could just tell that there was more to be fleshed out, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And just, yeah. A lot of these episodes were needed some fleshing out, I felt. Yeah. Well, what are you going to give this episode out of your rating scale of 10 out of 10? <sighs> Whoa. Your rating scale is my, my I'm, <laughs> I'm giving it uh, 8.5 out of 10 because it was just, it was a lot of fun. We got yellow Loki. Um, we got a happy Loki. Him holding the tiny little cell phone was so fucking funny. It's, again, such a dumb gimmick, but I fucking loved it. Because I'm just, like, imagining Thor having this conversation where he's like, Look at this little thing! And then Loki's like, It's so tiny! Like, just, ugh. Ugh. And realizing he's a frost giant and just drops it and it breaks, actually shatters. Just, God, just, I love it. Fucking love it. It's fine. So yeah, eight and a half out of ten. I'm giving this one a 4.5 out of 5. Same reasons. Um, I'd like this version of Loki. Um, Tom Henderson should do. I want to see this version of Loki. If you're going to get me to watch Loki season 2, give me this version of Loki. For the love of God, please. Can this happy Loki, okay? So I'm happy Loki. I'm tired of seeing sad boy Loki. Like, I love Loki, but like, that he just... I I want this version of Loki in season two of Loki. Um, 
I don't oh like. Oh my I, god! I really did not like Dude Bro. Bro. I just did not. Um, I actually like this version of Jane Foster, and um, Darcy is still Darcy, uh, no matter what yeah. timeline. This is, she's still Darcy, except for this go around. She's like a Nexus being, like she's just she's just Darcy, no matter what universe. Yeah, except this go around, she's married to Howard the Duck. It's fucking funny. <laughs> I did not mind Dude Bro for that much because, again, like, he's just such a fucking himbo. He's yeah. just, he was like Kronk, mm. just not as stupid, but, ugh. Those are I just like himbo, Thor. I mean, I live in L.A. I see these fuckers every day. I mean... Please, I don't want to see no more. I get that. <laughs> I don't want to see no more. Um, but yeah, it's again, it's just fun seeing like, like, like the different take where it's like, oh, you know, what if Thor just stayed like he was in the beginning of the Thor movie? With a douchey chain around his neck. <laughs> 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 and this has come from a person who's now starting to wear jewelry. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. I do, but they also plus it was why I got, it gets the point five because it was originally going to be a four. The more we was talking about it, well, three point five. It was why it's going up a point five. I like the fact that these actors, you can tell, they are having fun. At least for this episode, like the T'Challa episode, and this episode, um, the Star Lord episode, and this episode, they was having fun. Recording yeah. the lines, you can tell they was actually having fun. Um, and then just that quick <laughs> Sam Jackson just getting his ass. Just, we, what we both missed it was so funny though. Oh God! Because <laughs> I'm like, just... did they pull that line that that scream? I was like, I could have swore he did that same scream in Jangle Unchained. They just made Sam Jackson do a quick line read. And be like, oh no, we got the perfect scream for you. We're just going to take this from Jangle Unchained when you get shot by Jangle at the end of the movie. I'm just like, wow, that was a sound I was not expecting out of Fury. That fucking cord just knocking his ass out, trying to do a, a cannonball, or what did he say? Um balls of cannon yeah something and i the chemistry jeff goldman have with the actress who always constantly working with taika watiti i forgot her name uh, yes uh topaz was her character name yeah their chemistry it just like it's still there even if it's just vocally i love that she had the melty stick i can't even remember what it was called i just remember it's like the melty stick like, she's just casually, like, carrying it around while they're eating cake and shit. He's like, I just love cake. I'm like, like, this, like Jeff Goldblum is just having fun. It just, like, break the foam. <laughs> or drop the foam. But it, oh, being the DJ and then taking the scoot scoots. And just Keeping just, the scoot scoot. Like, we, like, he literally bounced before Frigga got there. So he was like, oh, just, just, yeah, like, he's a quasi, like, celestial. They haven't quite confirmed that in like, the MCU. Like, I don't have to be here. I could easily teleport my way home. Bye. 
but he's just like, I ain't fucking with Frigga. No, 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 no. Oh, man. Oh, and then just the whole Ferris Bueller thing at the end. Just everything. God, there's just so much fun in this episode. So thank you for at least... So much fun. Thank you for at least one episode where we just... Well, this is why you're getting the, uh, also the point five uh, off. That, that you derail a good ending with the ominous tone. I mean, this is Marvel, so who's going to at least get that? If you've seen, I mean, if you have you seen, know. if you ever seen Shang Chi, I mean, I well, I would say it's more closer to the uh, Thor Ragnarok ending, where you're like, yay, happiness, and then you're like, ah, uh, fuck, Thanos is ship. Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> and with that, thank you for listening to this. Our what if. Episode in two weeks, we'll be doing eight in the season finale. Obviously, this is being Benita's um, our review, and then we're gonna have Marvel's. God damn it! God damn Marvel! Star Wars Visions one through nine. Yes, I'm still on my uh, Star Wars train. Um, hopefully, by the time I finish Visions one through nine, I've probably seen Clone Wars and Tech of the Clones. So far, Star Wars Clankston's going off in the background. I don't know if you have that sound effect. No, I don't. Um, so far, um, Marsha Lucas is not giving me all the hope of going towards episode three right now. Because <laughs> so far, this is how I'm feeling getting, going back into Star Wars. Make of that what you will. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.